Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week we talk about the second movie in the Alien franchise, 1986's Aliens. With Joe. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, this ain't happening, man. This can't be happening, man. This ain't happening. And JC. These people are here to protect you. They're soldiers. It won't make any difference. And Sam. 17 days. Hey, man, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last 17 hours. I'm your host, Joe, and with me is the Ripley and Newt to my alien queen, JC and Sam. How are you guys? How was the week? Is this the second time in a row I've been called a little girl? It depends. No, I, I was last, a little girl. Last week was on a little girl. You were a Ripley. Yeah, yeah. So I was. I've been wearing pants. That ain't no. Past- little, that ain't no little girl. That's a woman right there. No, Ripley <laughs> isn't. But now, now I just feel weird. <laughs> Sorry, now but I'm, I'm, just, and, and, now hey, I'm just uncomfortable. Well, hey, last week you did just immediately go to Ripley because I said here is the Ripley and somebody to my ash, and you were like, so I look good in panties. Well, that's true, but I mean, <laughs> when you think Ripley, how do you not think panties? Let's be honest. Well, in this movie, it's hard not to because she is, spends a lot more time in them this time than in the last movie. She does, yeah. Well done, Cameron. And I wonder it, is Cameron just as confused as George Lucas when it comes to less clothes on, <laughs> less clothes on women? Yeah. We'll talk about Carrie, Carrie Fisher a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, we'll be talking about the 1986 science fiction horror slash action slash whatever film, Aliens. We are continuing this franchise after talking about last week's Alien, and we'll watch Alien Three, which should be like our Die Hard Five on this show, <laughs> and Alien Resurrection will be like Die Hard Five also, <laughs> and Prometheus in the coming weeks, leading up to our final show for the Alien franchise. Alien Covenant. Let's see if this franchise is all it's cracked up to be. Here's a clip. Squall, ten, pull, off song As you work. Quickly, quickly, settle down. All right, listen up. Good morning, Marines. I'm sorry we didn't have time to brief you people before we left Gateway, but... Sir. What is it, Hicks? Hudson, sir. He's Hicks. What's the question? Is this going to be a stand-up fight, sir, or another bug hunt? All we know is that there's still no contact with the colony and that a xenomorph may be involved. Excuse me, sir. Uh, a what? A xenomorph. It's a bug hunt. What exactly are we dealing with here? Ripley? I'll tell you what I know. We sat down on LV-426. One of our crew members was brought back on board with something attached to his face, some kind of parasite. We tried to get it off. It wouldn't come off. Later, it seemed to come off by itself and die. Kane seemed fine. We were all having dinner, and um, it must have laid something inside his throat, some sort of embryo. He started... Um, he... Look, man, I only need to know one thing. Where they are. No, 
hope you're right. I really do. Yeah, okay, right. Thank you, Ripley. We also have Ripley's report on disc. I suggest you study because it. Because just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? Anyway, we have it on disc, so you better look at it. Any questions? What is it, Private? How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? You secure that shit, Hudson. All right. Now listen up. I want this thing to go smooth and by the numbers. I want DCS and tactical database assimilation by 0830. Ordnance loading, weapon strip, and dropship prep details will have seven hours. Now move it, people. All right, sweethearts, you heard the man and you know the drill. Assholes and elbows. Hudson, come here. Come here. This week, we are discussing the 1986 science fiction horror film, Aliens, directed by James Cameron, written by James Cameron, Walter Hill, and David Geeler, starring Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Carrie Henn as Newt in her only role ever. She became a teacher afterwards. Michael Bean as Hicks, Paul Reiser as Burke, Lance Henriksen as Bishop, Bill Paxton as Hudson, William Hope as Gorman, Jeanette Goldstein as Vasquez, Al Matthews as Apone, and a bunch of other Marines who are served as alien fodder. The little background about this film that we got here is that the film was given a budget of only seventeen to eighteen million dollars, which is surprising after the success of Alien. It brought in one hundred and thirty-one million worldwide. That's three hundred and five million adjusted dollars today. Not bad. Not bad. James Cameron, man. Still not what Deadpool two will do in its first weekend. This. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually more. You said it was just be three hundred, right? I'm just saying. It's, I know it'll be higher than that. Uh, the knife trick scene was not in the original shooting script. According to Lance Henriksen, the adding of Hudson's hand to the knife trick was discussed with almost everyone except Bill Paxton. <laughs> That's awesome. Get away from me, man. Get away. It's he not does funny. He does portray genuine terror very well. <laughs> uh, the alien nest set was kept intact after filming. It was later used as the Axis Chemicals set for Batman 1989. When the Batman crew first entered the set, they found most of the alien nest still intact. That'd be cool. To Could watch. you imagine walking in That'd there with your film crew? Creepy as hell. Because <laughs> imagine be like, the a- another set. <laughs> imagine the actual bugs that probably lived in that thing or had created nests in that thing. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Joe literally. Joe yeah. literally hates bugs right, or bugs on. and spiders. You remember, Joe, wait, wait, you remember the ladybug? Joe's face oh, went white. <laughs> Joe's face just went. White <laughs> like a ghost, <laughs> and that I, I actually feel bad because if his face went that white, he has to be lightheaded right now. But I'm laughing really hard because that was funny. JC <laughs> and Sam have both witnessed me when a bug will land on me, and what will happen? High-fiving yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so funny. <laughs> At a school event, (laughs) while monitoring and chaperoning children outdoors, a ladybug decided... When we were supposed to be quiet. We were like, this was an event where we were like, it was quiet, no one is talking. And this happens. A ladybug landed on my cheek, to which I swatted. And in doing so... (laughs) Missing the ladybug. Missed the ladybug and left a nice red print across the right side of my face. His whole hand, his whole hand was on his cheek. 
It was not a fun day. <laughs> and then he didn't believe me when I said it's still there. He thought I was messing with him, and it was still there on his shirt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In both the standard and special edition versions, the 15-minute countdown at the end of the film is indeed 15 real minutes. When they have, la- when they have landed and deployed in the troop carrier, Apone tells the Marines they have 10 seconds until they arrive. If you count from here until the first Marine jumps out of the carrier and his boots at the ground, it really is 10 seconds. James Cameron timed this very well and didn't do the whole movie time deal. There you go. And we sat to Joel. And I told Joel that right beforehand. And he goes, okay. And we looked at the clock and it was 740. At 755, that's when the thing blows up. It was perfectly 15 minutes. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, and Carrie Henn uh, has said that she hates the line, they mostly come at night. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Which I like that line, that's actually. It's a good line. It's a terrifying line. And finally, a lightweight dummy model of Newt was constructed for Sigourney Weaver to carry around during the scenes just before the Queen chase. I would hope so, it's considering some of what's being... As small as Sigourney Weaver is, too? The making of this movie is on YouTube for free. Oh. And it is... Well, I, wouldn't it be... We, we all have the Blu-ray editions now. Wouldn't it be on that? It's not on my Blu-ray edition. Nope. Oh, it's not on... Oh, then no. if it's not on yours, it's not going to be on mine either. No. Which, you know, you figure... Yeah, uh, but it's on YouTube for free. It's fascinating. It's about two hours long, uh, and I watched it Monday night instead of all my regular stories. And uh, it's just fun to cool and see. To, everybody hated James Cameron on this set because it took they they filmed this thing at Pinewood, and the, he had no I. First of all, the only thing he had done before then was Terminator, and Terminator had not come out yet. So the crew gave him zero respect whatsoever and would constantly break for tea, which would piss him off because he's like, no, we're doing in the middle of a shot. Oh, it's tea time. We do tea here. Wow. Jeez. He also met his wife, Garrett Gail Ann Hurd, who was the producer on that, and they got married during the, the, the shot. The Are shoot. they still married? <laughs> no. He, come on. <laughs> he's, I think he's like three or four marriages, isn't he? Well, then I'm not as impressed with that. Well, anyway. Why the hell would I care about him meeting his first wife when I know he's going to leave her? He's always having to raise the bar, man. <laughs> He can't have anything. That would, that would lower it. Low, lower. No, it's it's lower. Uh, South Park joke. He no, su- said I have to watch South Park. Now. He helped solve a lot of special effects issues with this movie because the special effects guys couldn't do exactly what Cameron wanted just by filming it backwards in so many different things, Dang. like the scene where you see the face cr- or the face hugger uh, jumping up <coughs> towards them in the uh, thing. Yes. They film that backwards once it's on the ledge, and they just yank it back because they couldn't get it to jump up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, other things that they filmed backwards were anything they had to do with uh, when, when he puts the gun in the alien's mouth to shoot. Yeah. They couldn't get it, so he lined it up every, exactly every time. So they said, okay, just stick it in there and pull out, and we'll ADR the audio so you can just say it that way, and we'll run it in reverse so it looks like you're jamming it in there. Well, it did look like a good, you know... Putting it in, so he must have been really good at that pulling out. He, he, no, hey, no babies. If you're not good at pulling <laughs> out, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Personal experience? Just saying. Uh, I love my son. It is cool because <laughs> we were sitting, as I'm sitting there with Joel last night watching the movie, I'm like, you know, that's doll right there that they're carrying. You know, that Sigourney's carrying. He goes, really? And they did a close up of Sigourney Weaver, and the hands look clearly plastic around her. <laughs> and he goes, up oh, there it is. Up <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, but hey, what's your. F- well, your history with this movie. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Your first. It says story. I know. Of- I didn't expect to read this, but <laughs> shit. I can, I can start. Okay, why don't you start, Sam? 
Uh, I saw bits of it on TV when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it terrified me at the time. You remember, uh, remember how old you were, maybe? Huh? How old you were? Around the ages. 27. S- <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't reached 27 yet. <laughs> uh, probably eight. Eight? Okay. I'd say eight. All right. And just flipping through. Um, it'd come on uh, during, like, dinner or something. And yeah. Obviously, my dad would be like, oh, nope, next. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of bullshit because he did take me to see Starship Troopers when I was six. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. theaters. And those bugs still look they good. They still look good. It's amazing. <laughs> I like Starship Troopers. I think it's a oh, good it's movie. Oh, it's great. Plus, I, that dude, violin scene is fantastic. Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers. Sh- I, it's on the, the podcast. It I should can, be in the Pantheon. It, I've, got one, <laughs> I've got one backer. I need two. I'm just, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> then you got to sell. <laughs> when I, I liked the movie up until I heard the following line. It ate his brain. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite insects to tell to the guests who are like, "Oh, we saw this movie. It was awesome." And this bug, a big vagina monster, vagina monster, (laughs) reached down and sucked his brain out. It was insane. It sucked out his brain. Okay, JC, how about you? Your history with this movie? I thought I had seen this movie before. And when I started watching it last night, I'm like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> and then I would hit certain scenes, and it was two. <laughs> I, hit, I hit two scenes. I hit the scene where they were barricaded in and like killing uh, the first time they were killing everything with. Dri- I forget the name again. Killing with guns? fire. No, not the sentry gun scene when Drake dies. Oh, Drake. Okay. Is that his name? Did I get it right? This yeah. Time? Drake? Okay. Yeah, when Drake dies the first time. No, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, I have to be wrong. Yeah. But okay, Joe says I'm right. <laughs> Set a left. Um, yeah, he kept his mixtape in his pocket and just caught fire because that was so hot. It is hot. Yeah. Dropped it like it's hot. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that scene clear as day. And I remember the scene at the end when Ripley is in the, the walking machine, the 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 the, the cargo lifter. Load lifter, yeah. The, car, the load lifter. And she fights the queen and saves the girl and all that. I remember that scene. Mm-hmm. So in my memory banks, I've seen those. It must have been off TV, like you said. But yeah, I started watching this. I'm like, what? What the fuck? I've never seen any of this before. So I guess technically I was a virgin last now night. Now that I realize this, seeing it on TV was not the first time I ever saw this. It was Conker's Bad Fur Day. In the end, I love boss, how he said that like we were supposed to know what that meant. He mentioned it last week. Yeah, it was last week. So I it was, paid attention. It was the last boss of the story, and that's the only reference I had was Conker coming up in a load lifter and the alien being cartoon-ish, killing his girlfriend and saying, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> and then having to kill the Nazi doctor, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> that's the weirdest-ass game ever. Oh, you gotta play it. Says the person who loves Rampage. What's wrong with Rampage? I'm not saying it. I'm not saying anything's wrong with Rampage. Rampage is a great game. So why is Rampage okay? But what you just described, not. That is my confusion. Why can't they both be great games? Who said they? I, I didn't say they wasn't bad. I just, said, I just said it was a weird ass game. That's oh, all you I said. said. Weird. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. You have no idea. So is Earthworm Jim. It's still awesome. Which I've never seen. Trust me. You play Conquer, you go down a hole you will never forget. Hey, if she likes it, yeah. you just want to make her happy. <laughs> <laughs> His face is still white. <laughs> <laughs> I hate 
this job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first time seeing this, uh, this is the first time I ever babysat. I was. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Good, good Wait, one. hold on. You were Way baby- to go. <laughs> you were a babysitter? Yeah, I was babysitting my brother. Uh, oh. Is that babysitting? See, I was a babysitter. Well, then, when yeah. I was Hell, I was 13. a babysitter, yeah. too. I was 10. My parents are going away for a few hours. They're like, okay, we've rented three movies for you and your little brother. Don't touch this one. <laughs> your parents? Oh, no, I'm sorry. We've rented three movies. You are to only watch the Care Bear movie with your brother. <laughs> and then you, then you put him to bed, and then you can watch whatever you want on TV, but do not touch the other two movies. The other two movies were The Exorcist and Aliens. <laughs> Naturally, as a precocious child, I said... Exorcist sounds like sex. Let's watch this. <laughs> I put it in, and when the bed starts shaking, I jumped off the <laughs> chair. Because if you put your feet down, the little man under the chair grabs your legs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I jumped off the chair, hit the VCR tape, ejected it, threw it on the ground, grabbed the Aliens movie, and shoved that in. <laughs> because at that point, my only introduction to Aliens was good Aliens, like E.T. Mm-hmm. How bad could it be? <laughs> so you saw this before you saw Alien. So I watched all two hours of this on this chair. With your brother? No, he was in bed. Okay, I was like, damn, dude. I'm sitting there. <laughs> so I, and I was a, Here's the thing. I had a very dark <laughs> colored house on the inside. A lot, a lot of uh, just very wooden tones all over the place. And our bathroom was down a hallway that was by our garage. Which means I can't go down that hallway to go to the bathroom because there's an alien down there. <laughs> I can't put my feet down because there's a face hugger in the, in the chair. <laughs> I'm watching this movie terrified for my fucking life. <laughs> and I'm like, as soon as my parents come home, I see the light turn on in the hallway. And I run, like my bladder is on fire, to the bathroom. I get in there, and I hear the following conversation outside the bathroom. Kathy? What? Do you know what your son was watching? <laughs> <laughs> And I hear her come down the stairs. Oh, my God. (laughs) I come out of the bathroom, and she's sitting there crying, going, I am so sorry. I'm like, I I don't know what I watched. I don't don't feel good. Can I sleep in your room tonight? And she, so the next day. I hope that was Kathy, your son. Yeah. That is so something my father would have said. <laughs> be like, Doris, you're kid. <laughs> the next day, my mom makes me breakfast, and she goes, today we're going to watch both of those movies together because I know that you're a little weirded out right now. I said, oh, okay. She goes, we're going to turn the lights on. We're going to turn on, because it was during the middle, it was the middle of summer. Turn the lights on. We're, we're going to open up the shades. We're going to watch The Exorcist, and I'm going to sit there with you, and we're going to watch it together, and I'm going to explain things to you. Ooh, I'd love to hear her explain the... F- it, but here's the thing. That's what I grew up around, is that my parents would think to me, like, you're, you're mature enough to watch this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you so you get it, and I know that you're not going to be an issue later on. I got to watch all sorts of movies as a young kid because of that. So watching that movie and getting and going, okay, and Exorcist Today is my favorite horror film of all time. I know. Never seen what is wrong with you? Well, he doesn't like <laughs> horror films. I don't care. You need to see certain films. I say film, not movie, because it's a piece of art. We watched Aliens, and then shortly after that, I said, are there any other ones? And she said, yes, there's the first one, but you're probably not going to like it. Because as a kid, you want 
action, action, yeah. action. And the Alien movie is more slowly paced. And she said, this, the, the, the Alien movie feels like The Exorcist. It takes a while to build. And I was like, okay, let's get that. And watching the Alien movie, I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. So it didn't affect me. Watch, I think here, there's two types of people. There's people that see Alien first and then Aliens, and they believe Alien's the best movie. There's people that see Aliens first and then Alien, and they think Aliens is the best movie. Didn't you just say Aliens twice? No. And you so know, that whole Alien, Aliens, like having to catch the S at the end is really... Oh, it's crazy. It's really it hard for crucial. somebody that like half pays attention sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So that was my introduction <laughs> to the movie. Uh, props to your parents. I, I dig they that. Were, they were really good at making me watch a whole lot of stuff. Now, I would have loved her explaining that crucifix scene. scene. Yeah. been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, so that's what I don't recall do. what she said, but I just remember leaving the movie going, okay, oh, I, I'm frightened now. for the rest of my life, <laughs> uh, but I want to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Here we go. Synopsis of the movie, courtesy of Wikipedia. Ellen Ripley is rescued after drifting through space in stasis for 57 years. Yeah, that's a long time. She is debriefed by her employers at the Wayland yutani Corporation over the destruction of her ship, the USCSS Nostromo. They are skeptical of her claims that an alien killed the ship's crew and forced her to destroy the ship. What do you guys think about this whole beginning part and uh, the way that the corporation acts? The, I mean, we're, we're already kicking into to the end things that I liked and from the opening shot this again felt like a great practical set the futurism like the the hard see-through like from the from the 1980s mm-hmm. this is what the 2000s would have felt like or the 2020s or whatever it was yeah. Yeah. and it looked good oh, it, it still looks great it looked so clean and put together and thought out and futuristic even and even simple things like paul riser's collar being popped up and (laughs) sewn up but the rest of it flat like yeah yeah that works i I love the opening scene where the salvagers the salvagers get to the ship and they first you know uh take out the door yeah and then you see fog walk coming in and the shadows start looking like the alien from before and you said they're going oh already damn it (laughs) oh it's in a machine then that pulls out and another one comes down you're like oh gee it's another machine okay okay (laughs) it's gonna take me for a ride damn you james cameron uh but i love that scene but i love the fact that you see a corporation and honestly watching this if i was in their position i'd wonder also if she was telling the truth well yeah, for sure. There's no proof. Well, hold on. Because remember, it was Mother that sent them. So do you really mean to tell me that the upper echelons, maybe not the guy actually interviewing her, mm-hmm. maybe not the guy that actually takes away her license, but his boss or his boss's boss's boss, they had to know because they sent the original order. They sent the original order to bring an alien back. My only, and I, I, think, I think you're right, that could be a plot hole. And the only thing I can see James Cameron defending this with is that it's been 57 years since then. Yeah. Maybe that protocol is going out. I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason, I look at that and I think to myself, Burke was acting alone to make the money. Yes, the second half. I think at the beginning he genuinely wanted to help Ripley. Yeah. But I think he saw dollar signs. That's what I I saw him working alone so he could get money from the corporation. Uh, Do you yeah, think I see he, a salesman in there. I see bullshit till you get it. 
Do you do you think he came up with the plan after he got on LV four twenty seven or whatever it was? I don't think so because or did he already have it before they left? I think that for first of all, he has the plan because he, it's his orders that send that one ship to the everything okay? It's a predator score. Okay, it's let's go predator. All right, that's it. Sorry. It's his order that sends Newt's family to go check out the derelict ship because he says Sydney or Sydney Sigourney calls him out on it, saying, "You knew mm-hmm. that that ship was out there. You sent them out there." Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I kind of always saw Burke as acting alone. But you may be right. They maybe they just are really good at bullshitting. Yeah. Could be, but at the same time, her, Weaver's what, story. What multi-billion-dollar corporation isn't good at bullshitting? Well. I'm sure you heard the rumor this week that Apple might be buying Disney. No, he's uh, not. No. There's your by and large. By and large. <laughs> computer store. So the Exomoon LV426, where the Nostromo encountered the alien eggs, is now home to the terraforming colony Hadley's Hope. When contact is lost with Hadley's Hope, Wayland Utani representative Carter Burke and Colonial Marine Lieutenant Gorman ask Ripley to accompany Burke and a Colonial Marine unit to investigate the disturbance. Traumatized by her encounter with the alien, Ripley initially refuses, but she relents after experiencing recurring nightmares about the creature. She makes Burke promise to exterminate and not capture the aliens. Aboard the spaceship USS Sulaco, she is introduced to the Colonial Marines, their commanding officer, Gorman, and the android Bishop, toward whom Ripley is initially hostile following her experience with the traitorous android Ash aboard the Nostromo. That's a great scene. Like, oh, yeah. just from the time they wake up mm-hmm. until she sort of gives her first rundown, it sets up every character great. Yeah. You get the sense of who Bill Paxton is. You get the sense of who Burke is. You get the sense of Gormer and how much of a hard or stick up Weasel. the ass he is. Weasel, whatever. You get the sense of um, Bishop and like every person. They don't get a lot of screen time, but when they do, you instantly realize what their cog role is in this big machine. Yeah. And that takes place in four minutes, maybe five minutes, yeah. and instantly you f- you care about all of them. And my, I bring that up because Alien didn't do that. Oh, see, I feel the complete opposite. See, I feel like in Alien, you you see the, the eating scene when they first wake up, and you're yeah. like, okay, these guys are friends, maybe there's some backstory. Here, you're, they're meeting each other for the first time as you're meeting them for the first time, and that felt more real. That felt more more lasting so i cared about these characters knowing they're gonna die i cared more about these characters than i did about the original alien sam oh i i think the only good thing to come out of that intro was the 80s diss handshakes like oh yeah my man what's going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I felt like all the Marines had the same thing going for them. They were they well. Really they were, were a group of badasses. They were a group, yes. But they were. But you can have different personalities in a in the group. They, but they oh, see, I think they did have. They may have said similar things yeah, in similar ways as all Marines probably do. But I think they had different personalities. Bill Paxton is clearly not Vasquez. Vasquez is clearly not Drake. Drake is clearly not Gormer. Gorman, <sighs> Gorman whatever the hell, yeah. he's a fucker anyway. I mean, it's, it's, there's a relationship between. In, there's clearly a relationship between Drake and Vasquez. They obviously know yes. each other, and apparently, the backstory Ooh. in the story, be, in, in, when they did the scre- screenplay originally, was that Drake and Vasquez were from the same neighborhood growing up, mm. and uh, so they knew each other since then. So that's they why they've got sex. that tight bond all the time. 
Well, I mean, when you've seen each other naked, it's going to... you. Well, I don't you know, know if they've done that, but... Oh, yeah. They, Vas- you Starship Troopers? Vasquez may hey, have been idea. mistaken for a man. I I think <laughs> uh, Bishop's intro to Ripley was perfect. It oh, wasn't, God, yeah. hey, this is our android. It's literally, he's... You see the, 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 the milk. I know yeah, it's not milk, it's, but it looks like milk. Whatever that is, he's quote-unquote bleeding, and that's what she sees, and... Then it snaps, and the yeah. sheer terror in her eyes. I didn't realize it, but but Sigourney Weaver is a good eye actor because when most of what I've seen of her is like Avatar and things like that. Mm-hmm. But in these alien movies, she is an eye actress, and she acts with her eyes, and that was a great scene. I also love Sergeant Apone. Like <laughs> as soon as he wakes up, this is what you get. <laughs> the Come first on, thing. Uh, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed. Another glorious day in the core. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. Especially, especially when everybody's waking up from hypersleep. Everybody, you know, lifts up. First thing he does, he lifts his arm up with a cigar. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't get out. He just lifts it right up and puts it in. I'm like, it was already there. I'm like, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. It, it, Apone's great. I love the fact that Gorman, who's in charge, nobody likes. She's the Ripley in this film. Or he's the Ripley in this film. I was going to say it's a yes. he, but yeah. yeah. This beginning really does a great job of setting the tone of the movie overall. Yes. It's militaristic. Alien, it's militaristic. It's going to be action. It's got the comedy. It's got the one-liners already. This is telling you, this is a sequel, but it's not a sequel. Yeah, it's n- it's not going to be sequel in tone. Yes, no. Uh, and also the music, it, it it's straight out of a military. Oh, for sure. You hear that snare drum just for a good three minutes, and you're just like. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, okay, so here we go. A dropship delivers the expedition to the surface of LV-426, where they find the colony deserted. Inside, they find makeshift barricades and signs of a struggle, but no bodies. Two live facehuggers in containment tanks in the medical lab, and a survivor, a traumatized young girl na- nicknamed Newt, who used the ventilation system to evade capture or death. The crew uses the colony's computer to locate the colonists grouped beneath the fusion-powered atmosphere and processing stations. They head to the location, descending into corridors covered in alien secretions. Uh, Let's start with... This is something I have a problem with, and that is, if the aliens were brought back by the Newt's family, why were they... Why did they have facehuggers in containments? It seems like they were... They said that in the scene. Oh, did they? They said that in the scene. Bishop actually ends up reading one of the one of the placards, and it was like Jay Mortensen yeah. or Jay somebody killed when they removed the facehugger. Oh, so oh, they actually right. yeah. ended up killing some of their citizens to try to remove these facehuggers. Okay, yeah. Uh, what I want to know is where to where where to come from because you had the alien. Yeah. I guess, oh, I guess it was from that ship that they went on. Right. Have that's you what seen they go to, Prometheus? That, we know where they come from. Here's the well, thing. No, not that. <laughs> but this is why the theat- <laughs> this is this is why the theatrical version is not the version that Ridley or not Ridley Scott that James Cameron James wanted Cameron. out there. His special edition shows you how that family takes their little rover to that 
ship. Oh, oh, does he not see the scene of the face hugger with the guy on the ground? He hasn't, no. Oh, yeah, there's a whole scene of the family actually. Oh, well, no wonder you Yeah. Watch the when damn I said, movie, no, man. Well, I did. I watched the original. No, watch the actual movie. Just like Blade James Cameron clearly <sighs> says 1990 is the Just version like- I meant to make. He says it. So Director's cut. During that, <laughs> here's the thing. That right. scene happens at the very beginning. It's also when she finds out that her daughter has passed away. Uh, she's grown old and passed away. Uh, 66 is old? That's the other thing. I'm like, 66? Well, she may have died of something. But in yeah. the future, to only live to 66? That's just depressing. I mean, hey, she survived an alien attack and android attack. Get on the mic. No, this she didn't. It. It's her daughter. Him. It's her daughter that died at 66, not Ripley. No, Ripley's daughter in the game, Alien Isolation. Oh, well, I don't play the game. I don't play bad games. Uh-oh. What are you talking about? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. You want to do a detour? <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right, number one, at least I have the balls to play some scary games. Number two, uh, I love is... Dead Space. Dead Space is amazing. Oh, play Alien Isolation. You, how could you say it's a bad game if you've never played it? Oh, have uh, you played it? No, I've never played it. Oh, dude. It's but now that, I say that, now that I say that, there is an Aliens game that is apparently awesome, and then there's one that like came out afterwards, and it was like unfinished. Like when you play the game, it is almost broken in that they literally released it unfinished in a way. Uh, I believe it was an Alien it was, Colonial Marine or something. Yes, like that? that was the okay, one. So before. that was the one that, that was, was shit. Yes, so was Alien Isolation is yes, a good this game. This is that first person survival horror where you have one of those little locators, those motion sensors, and you just have to marry that thing. And androids are after you, and they're f- like, they're the they're the uh, I guess they're like the model before Ash. Because they have no face. Like, they have a face, but it's, there's no emotion. So it's, it's a hollow man. Yeah, basically. And they're trying to kill you. The hollow man. Well, not the hollow man, because the hollow man was a... Or Slender Man. Slender Man is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, except there's a lot of them. And, yeah. all, and then the alien is And if you go too them. far in the woods, there's a lot of Slender Men. There's just one. There's no, one. if you get to the end, and you don't pick up, like, the eighth note in time, yeah. there's, like, thousands of Really? Yeah, they like all creep out. Like they all creep out from the woods all at the same time, and then like you're dead. Oh, it's awful. It's creepy. That's it, man. Game over. Game over. Game over. (laughs) I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how many takes that took him, and I really want to see none because it was an ad libbed line. Oh shit. Why didn't he cut it? (laughs) Because it's such a great line. It's it is it is one of the more quotable lines of this film. Yeah, because it's so bad. <laughs> the, uh, it's so awesome. I love that the only surviving person in this colony is a little girl. Yeah. And what I love about it is that if you have the piece about how Ripley's daughter passed away, you now have Some someone who is of the age of her daughter when she left. Yes. And it makes that relationship seem even closer. I wonder if that'll make a relationship between a certain queen and her eggs important later on. Hmm. How can put that together? Hmm. At the center of the station, the Marines find the colonists' cocoon. This is normally when you say, let's get out of here. See, when I saw this, I'm like, hobbits! (laughs) What? (laughs) I did. I was like, the hobbits. Why? Because they were wrapped up in cocoons, just like that in the... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Serving as incubators for the aliens' offspring. Or dwarves. They were dwarves. 
No, they no, were, were trolls. The, the, the spiders. Oh, the spiders. Them yeah. Up in yeah. the in Mirkwood, when they're walking through Mirkwood, they're wrapped up in as in spider they're dwarves. There's one. Oh, hobbit. Well, one hobbit. <laughs> hobbit. The, the one that wasn't wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it was dwarves. <laughs> he, was, yeah, he was going raw, man. This is kind of interesting because it's something that is not touched on in one of the releases of Alien, and that is we'd seen Dallas in Alien on a wall, but what you didn't see was the egg in front of them. This is a relatively new concept that James Cameron wanted to make full on. This is what they do. They stick you to a wall, they put an egg in front of you, you are screwed. Yeah. Um, it's scary to think that you're alive when it happens. Oh, it's awful. Like, you're conscious, and you can wake up and say, kill me. Yeah. Kill me, please. This is, I swear, it's one of the most frightening creatures in cinema. Absolutely. It, in, <laughs> it invades your privacy. It invades your personal space. When the Marines kill a newborn alien that pops out, which, you notice they gave it arms? Yeah. Yeah, because it's pulling itself out of the chest now. Yeah. Because originally, the, the alien that popped out of uh, Kane, yeah. if you look at it, it's got like arms that are kind of part of the sculpting. Like a, yeah. yeah. And, they, and James Cameron's like, no, 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 no. Let's pull those out, have it pull itself out of it. Ugh. Give, it a, give it a cane afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't hear that because you weren't on the microphone. Yes, you did. Shut up. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. When the Marines kill a newborn alien, the aliens are roused and ambush the Marines, killing and capturing several in the greatest sneak attack of all time. <laughs> yep. yep. It's and, almost like Ripley was right. And when I hear James Cameron modeled most of these scenes around the Vietnam War, boom, there it is. Going into a place that's not your own, and they're coming out of the walls, man. It's over, man. Game over. Stay frosty. When the ex inexperienced Gorman panics, Ripley takes control of their vehicle and rams it through the nest to rescue Marines Hicks, Hudson, and Vasquez. Hicks orders the dropship to recover the survivors, but a stowaway alien kills the pilots, causing it to crash into the station. Ripley, Newt, Burke, Gorman, and the remaining Marines barricade themselves inside the colony command center. Uh, that was they they they. Thinned the herd real quick. Oh, <laughs> yep. for sure. It, I'll be honest. By this point, I'm like, damn, the movie's almost over. And then you look, and it's like, there's still an hour and a half left. Yeah. What the hell else can happen? Because literally, so many people die yeah. in this first sort of section. It's like, what? The? Literally, because this was, it turned out to be the first time, and it was late at night, and I was tired. I'm like, what the fuck else is there for the next hour and a half? It just keeps getting better. I don't know who designed that. <laughs> Tank steering arms thing. The, do, you, do you remember those? Which tank steering arm thing? The, 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 the tank, load lifter. The, no, the not, not the load lifter. The tank that they're driving. The vehicle. The APC. Yes. Yeah. The, that each, was each steering arm is about four and a half feet long, and she's literally extending her arms completely. They use that very same machine to tow gigantic planes. That's what they they took that they took it off of a runway and they were like okay we'll just you know paint it up and we'll each one's four each arm is four and a half feet long yeah I don't know I'm kind of short who be designed like the size that? of me I, I don't know it was in the making of wow yeah uh, <laughs> we'll go work in an airport man <laughs> come on man I'll go for uh, dude I don't want to I'll I'll just go for work for United whatever 
Yeah, they'll they they need employees right now. Yeah, probably. Ripley discovers so that not yeah, I mean, employees as big as you too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll drag your ass right <laughs> <laughs> And break your nose while you're doing it. Ripley discovers that Burke deliberately sent the colonists to investigate the derelict spaceship where the Nostromo crew first encountered the alien eggs, believing he could become wealthy by recovering alien specimens for use as biological weapons. Asshole. She threatens to expose him and nail him to the fucking wall. That's a great line. <laughs> Uh, but Bishop informs the group of greater danger. The power plant was damaged by the dropship crash and will soon explode with the force of a 40-megaton thermonuclear weapon. He volunteers to crawl through several hundred meters of piping conduits like Shawshank Redemption to reach the colony's transmitter and remotely pilot the Sulaco's remaining dropship to the surface. I don't know about you. I ain't getting in no pipe. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> ba- baby... <laughs> You ain't gonna put baby in a corner. <laughs> uh, I want to go. I want to go back to something that they was really smart, which is they all came in there with those guns, and the first thing they do when they get into that nest is they go, "Oh, by the way, you can't, you can't shoot, shoot those. <laughs> you basically set off a bomb." Well, I, then we leave. I do kind of wish Ash or um, Bishop showed up. What, what are you doing? Oh. Okay, so. When Bishop, Welcome to the show, JC. <laughs> when, when Bishop oh, reappears, I, I do kind of wish his arm was like melted off because mm-hmm. I think that there, an alien would be like in those. At least one. And so maybe he took one out and the blood, you know, Shot melted on. his arm. That'd be great. That'd be cool. But. Uh, okay, so Ripley and Newt fall asleep in the medical laboratory, which I am never sleeping in this place until I get the hell out of it. <sighs> Awakening to find themselves locked in the room with the two face huggers, which have been released from their tanks. Thank you, Burke. Ripley triggers a fire alarm to alert the Marines who rescue them and kill the creatures. Unbeknownst to them, Kurt turned off the camera. What? Bert. Uh, did I say Kurt? Oh, you said, I'm like, who the hell's Kurt? Burke Russell. turned off Kurt the Russell. camera. Yeah, I. In uh, the, probably one of the most dickish moves in the entire franchise. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm not mad about him anymore. Nah, I want to see him get face hugged. Yeah, uh, mad about you? The series he was on. Uh, I didn't get that. That uh, was yeah, a bad I joke. I'll edit that, that out. Okay, <laughs> Ripley accuses Burke of releasing the face hugger so that they would impregnate her and Newt, allowing him to smuggle the alien embryos past Earth's quarantine, and of planning to kill the rest of the Marines in hypersleep during the return trip so that no one could contradict his version of events. Oh, how a human could be just like a heartless program. And even his, like, come back, it's just, it's it's sad. He's so calm when he says it. It's like, he's a salesman, dude. He's a businessman. You prove that you're a cold hearted bastard. And I thought Draco Malfoy was bad. (laughs) Draco. Potter. Potter. (laughs) Before the Marines can execute Burke in response to the accusation, the electricity is cut. An alien's assault through the ceiling. Now, dun, dun, dun. there is a reason why I will not go in my parents' attic. <laughs> oh, I this thought is the, the happy reason. Things up there. Uh, when he lifts the grate up and he shoots the flashlight and you see them oh, crawling upside down. Great scene. I, I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm scared to shitless now. I, I can't deal with it. He's scared too shitless. Yep. 
that that scene bothers me in a really weird way. To the, like, my parents will ask me, like, go up when I go home, and I they have stuff in their attic that's mine. Yeah. They're like, go up there. I'm like, can you uh, is Steve send Steve first? <laughs> I don't know what's up there. Steve, my brother, <laughs> younger brother, yeah. the one that you babysat. Yeah, he's thirty four now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Before the Marines can, oh, I did that already. Uh, Newt is captured in one of the more iconic scenes in this film. She's in the water, and you see it lift up be, un, be, behind her. Oh, that tail! Just that tail coming up. Oof. Yeah, it's so cool. Like every time that I remember seeing commercials for like montages of movies, and this was always one of those pieces in the montage. Yeah. Before we go down with this great scene, was Burke's death what it should have been? Should it have been worse? Should it have been? Was Burke's death justified for how big an asshole he was? Cause, Sam, because we sort of joked like he should be face hugged himself. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Sam? Yeah, I think he should have been face hugged. Yeah, I don't think it is a justice because he's just he was just that evil. He's so evil to where, and you know he planned this before. You know he planned. Obviously, he didn't plan on Newt. Yeah, but he was planning on impregnating one of the hosts, coming back, killing whoever else wasn't, and then coming back a rich man. Yeah, you knew he was. He signed up Ripley because she had been with those aliens before, and probably impregnate her because she's a exposed weak woman. We get a lot of that in this. A lot of who's she? You know, what yeah. is she doing here? And uh, but you certainly just point me in the right direction. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just need to know one thing: where they are. <laughs> uh, so cheesy! It's so great. Now it, I want to watch that scene again. <laughs> <laughs> He's Hicks, sir. I'm Hudson. <laughs> uh, back I, to my original point. Back to the was, original point. Was the, was the death a good death, or was it? should Cameron have killed him worse? Um, I think it would have been cool if Ripley is going to look for Newt in the nest, and she sees Burke right there. <gasps> that would be cool. That would have been like, great. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Get me down. Get me and down. then she helps and by she, like, opening the egg, and she opens the egg or as it... like. She butts it with her gun. Yeah, and it opens up and goes up and face kills. hugs him, and then she flame throws it. No, because no, she no. wants to kill them. That's the whole thing. No, 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 no. But she, no, that thing would stick to him. Oh, I know. But that's the thing; it sticks to him, and yeah, she just sits there watching it, to, and yeah. then she flame throws him. Yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, here's the thing: if you look at his death compared to the Marines, that all just go immediately. He do, he gets a better death than they do. True. But it's not the best death in the movie. I think Bishop's is the best. Yeah, yeah. but Bishop doesn't die. Oh yeah, he doesn't die. But oh. Bishop doesn't if he die. Was, if he was human, yeah. If he was human, he, he, <laughs> dar- he got Darth Mauled. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we all know he came back from that. I don't know. That's a really good question, JC. I I don't know. I mean, would I want a bigger death? I don't know. Could we I afford? I don't necessarily mean four bigger, more de- maybe four more minutes. Fear, sir, maybe. Or was it just right because he was such an asshole? It's like, you know what? You died like a pussy. Like, let's move yeah. on. Yeah, he did run off into a room and shut the door and lock himself in me. Like, oh, I'm going to be safe now. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Ripley and an injured Hicks reach Bishop in the second dropship, but Ripley refuses to abandon Nude. 
How much time we got? Yeah, we're good. We got 26 minutes. Good, Newt, we're going back. Newt is the new Jonesy. That's it. Newt is your Jonesy. And I, I loved Jonesy, and I love Newt. I hated Jonesy, but I like Newt. The group arrives okay, at the processing station, allowing a heavily armed Ripley. And by the way, coolest use of two weapons ever. Duct tape them together and just go for a ride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she puts, she, doesn't she tape the uh, locator to it also? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It all becomes one thing. <laughs> the group arrives at the processing station along a heavily armed Ripley to enter the hive and rescue Newt. As they escape, the two encounter the alien queen in her egg chamber. Which, what a grand entrance. What a great set. The only the, the mist and the like that was a great set. They wanted to get H.R. Giger back to see if he had any more ideas for this. And Cameron said, I've got an idea. It's a queen. And he drew it out and it looked similar to this. And they went with it. So they oh, said no see, to I Giger. I thought it was because it is kind of like the queen, like when that scene comes out and you see her, like the body retracts and the teeth come out, but it's not the mouth. It's literally just the face. Just the head, yeah. It's, you know, obviously it's kind of sexual. Mm-hmm. So I assumed it was just HR. Yeah, no, Cameron just took what he had done with the regular aliens and said, okay, let's make it look more hive like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Compared to some of the other special effects in this, this looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This looks something like Jabba the Hutt amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I love the fact that you can see, actually, the translucent l- eggs going through it. And you see the eggs it. going oh. down. Uh, and the sound it makes when it oh. lays it, that... Uh, very moist. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Ben Burt was around. Oh, I wonder. I haven't looked at the sound guys on this. Who was involved? Oh. Hmm. Uh, what happens when you get moist? <laughs> Although the queen, seeing Ripley, is heavily armed, signals guarding aliens to stand down to allow Ripley to leave because she puts a flamethrower to the egg, and the, the queen goes, uh, no, guys, go back. He kind of looks at them both and looks at them. I love this exchange. Because it oh. clearly shows intelligence. Two Up to mothers. this point, they've just been killing machines, and now we realize they have a motive. They have a, okay... Well, now it's two mothers. Yep. Yep. And my favorite part of this whole scene is as she's backing away and she's safe, you see an egg open up and she tilts her head looking at the queen like, uh, you knew something was going to happen if you did this. And she just flamethrows everything. It's such an amazing look that she gives that kind of tilted the head like, really? And then you hear the coolest scream ever out of the queen. <laughs> Which apparently they used baboons screaming for that. I couldn't nice. hear it. Yeah. Uh, Ripley uses the opportunity to destroy the eggs, enraging the queen, who tears free from her ovipositor. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I'm like, who came up with that name? Uh, well, it's what you call the egg laying part of a insect. Yeah, positor, place, ova, ovum. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Latin word construction. <laughs> Pursued by the Queen, Ripley and Newt rendezvous with Bishop and Hicks on the dropship. All four escape moments before the station explodes with the colony consumed by the nuclear blast. It took around 13 to 14 people to make the Alien Queen move. Oh, whoa. Yeah. There were parts of that where I'm like, oh, that looks like the 80s. Mm -hmm. 
But overall, it's so good that when you start picking apart the it, some of the individual movements, I feel like that's a bit nitpicky. Yeah. Considering it was made in '86. Well, when you here's the thing. The nitpicky parts of Alien and Aliens with the alien is that it doesn't move naturally. It feels like it's moving stiltedly, whether it was somebody's inside the thing or not. But maybe it was supposed to. When you get to Alien 3, they start to go, this is, the, this is when they started tinkering with CGI. So they try to CGI the alien, and it looks too cartoony at times. Alien Resurrection, the aliens look really good. Yeah. I will agree. Yeah. So they finally mastered an Alien Resurrection that they move fluidly, and they look natural. So... We're almost there. So how are they going to be in Alien Covenant? Uh, we saw it on top of that thing. It. And yo. It is vicious. <laughs> now everything is peaceful. We've blown up the planet. Life is good. We didn't blow up the planet. We blew up the facility. Yes. Yeah. On the Sulaco, <clears throat> the group discover the alien queen stowed away on the dropship's landing gear. Shoots a tail through Bishop, picks him up, Rips him in half like Darth Maul, sending him scattering everywhere, white, milky shit everywhere. (laughs) Newt starts screaming. Ripley distracts the queen. Look over here. I'm here. I'm here. Newt, go run. Newt goes find a vent, jumps in a vent, and Ripley go lock herself in a room. (laughs) (laughs) So what saved Ripley in the first movie? What saved Newt in the colony? Exactly. Exactly what they know. And then the alien queen starts picking up the grate, trying to catch Newt. Yep. Picking up the grate. Oh, so cool. And the doors open. And the Incredible Hulk. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's Thor. <laughs> the, the lights maybe, were Maybe just... one of the greatest scenes of all blockbuster movies. It is. It is. When you see her come out in that load lifter. It is a good scene, the greatest scene of all it's, blockbusters. He said one, one of, no, one, one of the greatest scenes. One of. Yeah. She walks when up. she goes there and twists the arm. No, it is. Uh, I was about to say her. how awesome it was oh, with God. the like l- flashing lights and everything, but then you went, uh, I just wasn't sure I could follow you. That's all I was saying. Walks in and you hear. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> yes. You're pumped! And from what I've heard from most accounts, this isn't like always those top lists of quotes in movies. Yeah. Uh, this is female empowerment personified. Thank you, Moana. Uh, thank thank you, Ripley. Ripley Scott. <laughs> Ripley Scott. R- Ridley Scott. There you Ridley. go. <laughs> Ripley Scott. This was James Cameron. It's his baby. Uh, Ridley Scott was producer, right? Uh, Ridley no. Scott was not Ridley attached Scott to this, did not one attach at this at all. Well, he laid the says foundation. the person who's seen it how many times? Laid the foundation. Come on, he, man. He laid the foundation. Hey, he, he, so, so he thus laid, he produced so every he, single one. So he laid the egg, huh? Yes, he laid the egg with his ovipositor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just squatted down and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a perfect sound. <laughs> it was very moist. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, God damn. What I love about this is that her first move on the queen is a bitch slap. She takes yeah. one arm and just swings it and sends it fucking into cargo. Hell yeah. And I just, it's just, it's such a slow moving action sequence, but it works for some reason. In fact, I remember the Alien arcade game. That was the last part. You were, you were Ripley inside the load lifter taking on the Alien Queen. Oh, nice. And uh, I could never get to that part because. Uh, 
it was scary. It was like the game. A, it was like the Star Wars game. I can never get to Darth Vader. Yeah, it, you know what it was? The game was set up in the same kind of style as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, mm-hmm. where yeah. you're moving around and you yeah. had to defeat all the aliens and stuff. And so you got the load lifter, and it was really cool. I used to watch people do it. I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> so the Queen Before advances on Newt. Ripley clashes with her using an exosuit cargo loader and expels it through an airlock into space. Now, most people have said, oh, they're doing it again. How else do you get rid of this fucking thing? Yeah. That's it. You can't just, you know, shoot it a million times. It's going to eat through the hole. Yeah, absolutely. Got to blast it out. Uh, Ripley, Newt Hicks, and the badly damaged Bishop enter hypersleep for the return trip to Earth. And credits roll. movie. So what did you think after watching this movie, JC? First time seeing it, apparently. First time seeing it. What did you think after seeing it? I loved this movie. And yet it annoyed me more than the first one. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I have no desire, really, to go watch Alien again. I will watch Alien again. Like, I will go watch it, like, with the boy and all that stuff to, like, get to it. I would watch Aliens again. Like, Aliens is a movie. I would pick up and just put it in and be like, I'm going to watch this. This is going to be awesome. But there there was more things that annoyed me in this one than that. You know what's funny about that comment is that I thought the same (laughs) way, and then as I watched Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, I kept wanting to revisit the original. Yeah. To kind of see, like, okay, I want to see how this started again. And all of a sudden, I started appreciating the original more. Yeah. And so maybe, because I've only seen the original twice, I've seen yeah. this one once, but yeah, I, I genuinely loved the movie, but, I, but literally as I would take it off, I'm like, man, more things annoyed me throughout the film, because like, I don't remember, I remember loving the slow pacing of the first one, because it worked. Yeah. In this one, when it slowed down, it felt like it came to a crawl. Yeah. And it's like... No, it did. You're right. What? Let's let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go. We just had a huge giant explosion. Let's go. Um, but I was laughing. I was <laughs> terrified. It's like you like this was just a good movie. So I'm like I'm getting a little mind fucked. Like I got a face hugger on me. <laughs> a little bit. I'm like I like this movie more than the first one. But I can't give it a better grade than the first one because it doesn't make sense because there's more shit that annoys me. Well, it's just so we'll get into we'll that. Get to the we'll get into that later. But it's like literally, I'm still thinking like, uh, you enigma, f- you James Cameron <laughs> for fucking with my head again. Uh, Sam, how about you? Uh, <laughs> I actually watched both these trailers afterward. Just I like doing that. I like yeah, seeing, I like trailers. Going back and seeing what they were and. I mean, just like comparing it to the first one, which is one of my top ten movies of all time, I'm pretty sure. It's Aliens, plural, is incredible. It's incredible. But you can't compare it to the first one because it's just a totally different animal. Um, Let's see. But it's the same. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Hold on. So in so, Alien... So does that mean we don't... You think you're mind-fucked now? Wait till yeah, we start wait, doing other wait. things. Exactly. <laughs> but does, does that mean that Die Hard 5 doesn't really count? It's not actually part? It's a whole different thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not a Christmas movie. That's true. It wasn't a Christmas movie. Okay, so the Aliens trailer. Yeah. It was intense. It was violent. There was a loud siren going on. 
They were screaming, and it ends with, in space, no one can hear you scream. Aliens! It's action, action, explosion! And it ends with, aliens, this time it's war. Clearly, it's an action film. And an 80s tagline. And an 80s tagline. Just as cheesy as the rest of the one-liners. It's a sequel, but it's completely different. <laughs> Instead of a sci-fi <laughs> horror... JC's mind's going to explode. <laughs> Instead of a sci-fi horror, it's a full-blown action film. Yep. This is what Michael Bay's wet dreams were made of. <gasps> this is what This gave, is the precursor to Michael Bay's Transformers. This gave birth to Transformers. No, 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 no. Optimus Prime came from the overprogenitor. Overpositor. Overpositor. What the hell ever? It's still birth. Optimus Prime. No wonder we saw so much of Megan Fox's body parts. Yeah, he was probably just as confused as George Lucas, too. So. We broke Joe. So, yeah, the thing that sucks about this movie is that it's awesome. <laughs> and JC's confused again. The thing yes. that sucks is that it's awesome. It's amazing. It's an action film, though. It's not a sci-fi horror anymore, which the previous film was. It went from a connectable, and this is just my opinion, and obviously it's different than yours. It went from a connectable crew. So it's wrong. Memorable <laughs> moments, plural, to a tank load and eh, tank load yeah, hey! of cheesy action one-liners, one memorable moment, two memorable moments, two. Just two? Yes, two. Out the of the getaway, whole movie? Yes. Get away from me, you bitch. It's over, man. Can't, we've quoted it like six times. Let's go down the elevator to Just hell. That's it's another quotable scene. doesn't mean it's good. Says the person that has quoted it the most in this entire podcast. I hate Anchorman, but I quote it. I've never heard you quote anything. Ah, uh, well, my friends. Oh, Sam, not your friend. I see how it is. I get it. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Is there? Joe, a what is there? Jesus, this ain't happening, man. This can't be happening, man. This ain't happening. Can you give me that? Stay frosty. No. Oh, <laughs> fuck you then. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, let's see. Can I pitch? <laughs> Then there was the water scene, obviously, when the alien comes out. But altogether, I felt it was a forgettable cast. What about uh, the exosuit and you took scene? The, you take the you took the scare out of you took the scare factor out of Alien with the overload of aliens. Overload is the terror. Says the Coming. bug guy. Let's put a bunch of bugs in Joe's house and see what happens. What the f <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> See? Okay. But, 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 okay, here's, here, but, here, hold on, hold on, hold on. He proved my point. How about this? How about this? Joe, you're in the house. You're in, you're this in. This is between you two, okay? Leave the are, bugs out of my house. You are in your parents' house. Yeah. You are in the attic. You, you somehow. I wouldn't be in the attic. You're in the attic. Nobody can hear you scream. God damn. <laughs> And, okay, uh, and a brown recluse. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. A, a big wolf spider, because those jump. Yeah, I know. Okay. A wolf spider crawls around, and they you see bite, it. They don't bite, though. Wolf it, spiders don't uh, really well, bite. Okay, it's a brown recluse wolf spider. It jumps in. It's, There's no such thing as that. Okay, I'm trying to create the perfect <laughs> alien monster spider thing for this analogy. 
So, you're in the attic. <laughs> a wolf spider, a brown wolf spider, <laughs> recluse spider, <laughs> crawls out from one box and you see it scurry to another. You can't find it. Or, yeah. you're in the attic and you see a bunch of ladybugs and butterflies and you're surrounded by them. Which one's more terrifying? The well, fact that you don't know where that spider is or if it could jump out at you, or that you have a bunch around you. Okay. And you can see them. First of all, you can't say <laughs> one has gone of the spider, and then I go up in the attic and they're not also spider. Because these are the same alien species. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so, it would either be one spider okay, that's so gone and you spider, don't know where it is, or it's thousands of spiders. So. All looking at him. You're in a familiar attic. There's stuff around. With beady little eyes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glinting. I don't like so the scenario, so by so the you way. So you see a spider crawl by, jumps at you. And yeah, yeah, says, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You don't know where it is. You're, you're, okay. you're trapped in the attic. You sure. don't know where it is. Right. Or <laughs> there's a... <laughs> you guys are pricks. <laughs> <laughs> there are about 12 of them. He is legitimately going to kill there us. There are 12 of them. Around you, you can see them. Yeah, but I can't fight them all at the same time. I'm fucking. De- I'm dead. I'm What's dead. more terrifying? What's Game more over, ter- man. What? Game over. Stay frosty, man. Stay frosty. What's more terrifying? The fact that you don't know where it is and it could pounce at any, or you see them. You know they're right there. You can keep an eye on them. The, the multiple. Oh, see, I think the more is like the, because here's the, the factor thing. of the unknown. I can't. Here's the thing. <laughs> if it's one on one. And by we're talking about something about an inch long. I mean, it's <laughs> I think it jumped though. It can kill you <laughs> if it's if it's one on one, and I know it's in my apartment somewhere in a closed space, and the doors are me- welded shut. I can't get out for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be a little terrified. But if I also know that I'm going to go to your apartment to get rid of the species, and I realize, oh my god, the infestation is a lot worse than I thought. I am. And screwed, and my car breaks down. Yeah, I'm more frightened at your place. Oh, see, I think that the terror of, and the factor of the unknown is more terrifying. Fair enough. All right, so mine. Uh, Why do I feel like I, we should tonight when he's sleeping just send you no a picture? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we love you, Joe. We wouldn't do that. I'll send to you that picture. If it's if you're cold outside. They are too. I am a little embarrassed because I was very serious at points of that whole conversation. <laughs> oh, we know. Yeah. We know. Uh, okay, so. What when I, I say Joe's face is white, I'm not bullshitting. His I, what, face is white. I, I, I mean, maybe that's why I love Prometheus so much is because they kind of brought that unknown and fear back into it. Well, yeah. But, I, I, well, well, okay. Yeah, this is yeah. Stay frosty. Uh, for me, it was goddamn. I love this movie. Hey, spider! <laughs> 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 <God damn it. laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 you fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought. Damn, this is a good movie. Damn, I love this movie. <laughs> I love the fact that it was different. Too many sequels tried to do the same thing that happened in the first movie, tonally, plot-wise, etc. This is indeed one of those sequels that can... the reason it sucks, but this movie's amazing. Why'd you interrupt him, man? You're supposed to interrupt him. No, you're supposed to. It's rude. Well, I'm doing your job. This is indeed one of those sequels that can be argued as better than the original. Argued. Now, did the awards get it right? Academy Awards, this got seven nominations. That's a little intense. 
I don't think so. Best actress in a leading role. It went to Marley Matlin for Children of a Lesser God, and I have to agree with that because I love that film. But Sigourney Weaver is up for Aliens, and she acts the shit out of this movie. She does. She, uh, does. she was up against Jane Fonda, Sissy Spacek, Kathleen Turner. Peggy uh, Sue. Yeah. It was the first sci-fi and action film uh, star to get an Academy Award for Actress. James Cameron raising that bar. Uh, so, although she was good, I can't put her above Marley Matlin for Children of a Lesser God. Uh, that movie put her on the map. Best art direction, Aliens Lost to A Room with a View. I, I say no. I'm going to say no to that just because that set is unbelievable. Yeah. And even better. It's HR Geiger, man. Here's a fun little fact about the sets. When they were doing, when they were showing to the money guys, yeah. the guys that financed the movie, they were pissed off because they, they told uh, Gail Ann Hurd, the producer, oh, great. Now we see where all the money went, all these expensive sets. And she responded with, most of those are miniatures. You know that, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got that one they fil- they, they They fooled the money men. How is a room with art direction? What the? It's a fucking room. Uh, best film editing went to Platoon. Uh, Aliens yeah, was up. I... Top Gun was up. The Mission was up. Hannah and her sisters. Uh, but Platoon is damn good. It's yeah, damn good. It's Platoon. Yeah. If it wasn't Platoon, it would be Aliens, but it's Platoon. How best original score. Do... Round Midnight, Herbie Canc- Hancock won. Aliens was up there. Hoosiers, which we covered once before. It should have been The Mission. You said that before also. Yeah, you said the still, mission. It, still should, it stood, still should have been the mission. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I go with Round Midnight, but that's just because I'm a huge Herbie Hancock fan. Round Midnight's really good. Never heard it. Uh, <laughs> best sound went to Platoon over Aliens, Heartbreak Ridge, Star Trek Four, and Top Gun. Yeah, I don't know. Top Gun. Uh, yeah, Top Gun's probably should have won for sound. Top Gun was a movie that whenever somebody got like a surround <laughs> sound system and they wanted to show it off, they were like, let me show the opening to Top, Top Gun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best sound editing, it did win that. It beat Star Trek Four and Top Gun. It won best visual effects over Little Shop of Horrors and Poltergeist 2. And I will defend wow. Little Shop to the day I die, but it, Aliens was better than Little Shop. Yeah. Now the Golden Globes, best actress again went to Marley Matlin. I mean, she knocked it out of the park. I, I have I, no idea who Marley Matlin is. Uh, she's a very prominent deaf actress. Mar. When you see her, you'll be like, oh, her. Matlin. So what worked well in this movie for you guys? Your favorite parts. I'll oh, start with... Oh, there you I are. know her. Yeah. I insist. Watch, in fact, I think it's on Netflix. Children of a Lesser God is amazing. Hmm, okay. Uh, it's about a guy who works at a school for the deaf. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so and it's play, I think William Hurt is the lead in it. William Hurt and Marley Madeline. Okay, so Sam, what worked well for you in this movie? Your favorite parts? Uh, favorite parts were the set pieces and the effects. Um, practically nonstop action and thrilling moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an action movie, and it really set the bar. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, please, please, movies, bring back the dis high five <laughs> and knuckle bumps, please. Uh, and one of my other favorite moments was the exchange, and it's a funny, mo- it's a funny moment, mm-hmm. and it's when. Newt and Ripley <coughs> are in the lab. I think it's in the lab, and Ripley puts Newt to bed. Yeah, and she's scared. She doesn't want to go to sleep <coughs> because of her dreams. The monsters are there, and Ripley takes the little doll head <laughs> that Newt has, <laughs> looks and it says, 
look. Oh, see, look, there's no monsters in there. She doesn't have any nightmares or dreams. And she's like, she can't dream because she's a plastic doll. <laughs> I just, and bec- it's just, maybe it's just because Sigourney Weaver lost her daughter and she's trying to have that moment. <clears throat> and she's just so jaded and, no, yeah. that's a plastic doll, and they can't dream. <clears throat> it was just a very mature moment for Newt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else? No, that's, uh, it's just All those right. set pieces and effects are unbelievable. JC, how about you? What what worked for you in this movie? Opening sets. All of the sets were great. The sound was great. I didn't have to watch this movie with fucking subtitles, so that was great. Which I mentioned <laughs> last night, because at the very beginning, I'm, I kept playing with the volume, and, J- and he goes, what are you doing? I was like, JC's going to hate this film for the sound. Because I thought, because I kept turning it up, and I was like, it's going to bounce back. No, this one, at least on mine at home, I did okay. not. All I right. could leave it, and I was like, this, That's is, good. this is good. Yeah. Um, I loved the elevator to hell. <laughs> the And uh, as I already said, the opening, like, meeting all of the people. Yeah. Um, Somebody wake the, up, Hicks. Any scene with Ripley and Newt was great. Yeah, I liked nice. all of them. Every scene with Ripley and Newt was great. Mm-hmm. And... It's subtle. It is incredibly subtle, but brilliantly done. The respect Ripley gains for Bishop as the movie goes. Yes. It is so subtly done that if you pay attention, it, I w- it's actually something I want to concentrate on the next time I watch it. And as they go through it, that is very well done to the point of when you see the respect at the end, it's not sudden. It's like he earned her respect. Yeah. By coming back, because remember, she's, she's like, damn you, Bishop, because she thinks that she, they's left. Mm-hmm. And he redeems himself by, no, I ain't gone. I'm still here. I got gotcha. you. You're yep. right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was, that was a great scene. Anything else? No, I mean. Okay. Uh, for me, I put, I, 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 mostly everything <clears throat> in this movie is improved. The Colonial Marines, Bishop, I love the inclusion of a surrogate daughter to flesh out more of Ellen Ripley's character. Uh, and it's paced as an action movie, and it's paced well. Action movies are p- chunks of action and then exposition dead, dead spots. And that's because y- otherwise, if it's all action, you get tired. You just get tired of watching it. Um, and I know some people don't. Some, I mean, I may be in the minority of this. I, I've, already, I've said several times, I can't do the Bourne movies because it's action from the very beginning to the end. And by the time it's halfway through, I'm fatigued. I'm tired. He's fatigued. No, it's like it's like any good band or concert. You need a little bit of dynamic yeah. to it. You need a little slow sound every now and then. Exactly. Uh, what didn't work? <laughs> what didn't work in this movie for you? I'm gonna start with you, JC. What didn't work with you? Um, I loved the scene where you get to know the Marines. As the movie goes on, the Marines get annoying. Okay. I mean, you love you love the the 80s nostalgia and being kid a kid of the 80s like the one-liners, the cheesiness like you can instantly if if you're a jaded tweener or a jaded millennial, you can look at them and be like, "Oh, that, that, that's that's <laughs> so that's so geeky, man. That's so cheesy." No, it was funny. Yeah. It's cheesy now because it was funny then. It actually is funny and you're trying to be too cool to laugh at something that is actually funny. But the problem is, is it literally Bill Paxton is hilarious and so goddamn annoying. He's Lambert. Well, Lambert was never funny, though. <laughs> That's true, which is why I said this movie is better than the first one and get worse because it pissed ah. <laughs> I love the Sophie's <laughs> choice he's having over here of this. <laughs> but 
as much as he has his one-liners, then he will like, like Ripley will give him the speech of like, oh, okay, maybe Bill Paxton is going to stop playing the character of this voice. No. Then like the next scene, he has another meltdown and, the, and it's like, by the 10th meltdown, it's not funny. It was funny in the elevator scene. It was mm-hmm. funny in the barricade scene. Like, by the time he's finally killed, you're almost thinking like, oh, thank God he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> thank God Bill's gone. <laughs> but, which is sad. Yeah. A, because the guy really just died. But B, it's also like he has the quotes. Yes. Like the quotes of this movie are his, but they're also annoying. Mm. Um, And... See, that's the thing, is I love that it was 80s, but then at times it's just two 80s. Okay. Maybe that's the best. No, it's good. Sam, that's how about you? Sam, up. how about you? Things that didn't work for you. Uh, the dialogue, obviously. The marine dialogue, um, yeah. And as JC pointed out, Lambert really passed the bitch torch over to uh, Bill Paxton in this one. <laughs> uh, at least Bill Paxton has some memorable quotes. Um they're not the greatest mm-hmm. moments, but they're memorable, and I make fun of them all of the time, and they're always in my pocket, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically, the, it was just the lack of connectability as far as me with the Marines. I, you know, you get an alien, you get a sense of who the crew members are. Like even in that first dinner, I mean, yeah, you get that lunch table, and you like, oh, they're buds, oh, they're Marines, they've been through like some shit. They're all funny, jokey, jokey, high five. In the first one, it's like, it's a work crew. They won't do anything they don't want to unless they know they're getting paid for it. We need to talk about the bonus situation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I felt more connected with those guys and more fearful for all of them, except Lambert. In this one, I... And Ash. And Ash, yeah. And in this one, is, it's just the lack of empathy for most of those guys and women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said there were times you could tell there was a projection screen behind the actors. <laughs> that Some of the flight shots looked bad for post-original Star Wars special effects. Yeah. <laughs> but when you that. consider the budget was only $18 million. That's all you can do with that. That's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, who is the audience for this movie, Sam? Definitely reaching out to franchise this franchise. They're trying to make it. I don't. Was it? Was there a clear route that some of the Friday the Thirteenth or uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets were taking, where they stayed in the same niche but they weren't doing anything? I, I don't know the history of this. They I, were not expecting a sequel after Aliens. Okay. So, you know, I think this was a great direction to go in to really franchise it. To really go for that extra, it's like, oh, was an Aliens sequel great. This was an opening into a new direction and making it a blockbuster hit. All right. So they, I think they went out for a little wider of an audience instead right. of that survival sci-fi horror. All right. JC? See, I'm conflicted because I feel like Anybody that loves a franchise needs to see it. Anybody that loves 80s films needs to see it. And anybody that loves, like, just a good time. Like, I legit, at times, would forget that this was a two-and-a-half-hour movie. 
Yeah. At times I didn't. Uh, that remind that was the other thing I wanted to say that I didn't like the pacing. There were times when I really hated the pacing. Bothered you. Um, but this is a movie that thrillers can go see. Action people can go see. It is. It's not for people that like comedy. It's not for people that like. So if if you're into sci-fi action, mm-hmm. if you're into the Judge Dreads and things like that. This is right up your alley. Okay. It is an enjoyable movie. If you want to rip it apart, you can. Mm-hmm. I think you're a cynic, and I think you're a meanie head. Um, <laughs> if you want to just sit down and enjoy a good movie and be surprised at how enjoyable this is, then this is the movie for you. Joel mentioned last night we were watching it when the facehugger was in the room, when he saw that the, lab, that the glass had broken, he goes, are we going to see it move? I was like... You're gonna see all sorts of shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cross going like, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, for me, this is for action people who want to check out what the Alien franchise is. The first movie is for horror people who want to check out what the Alien franchise is. Okay, it reaches both. Could you compare this to Mad Max? I wouldn't compare anything to Mad Max because I hate Mad Max. Okay, well, Wait, take, take, your ha- take, 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 take your hatred out. I'm talking about the original and then the second. So uh, Mad, so Mad Max, and then well, <laughs> oh, that's the next franchise you do. We, oh, <sighs> you too. Go. I have, I have tried desperately to appreciate those movies, and I get practical effects and all that. There's so many better dystopian future movies out there. Waterworld. Now, see, I love. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic because I love Waterworld. I also love Waterworld. I okay, really cool. do. Sick. Uh, but that being said, you're right in that you ca- it's you can't compare this to the first one because they are two different animals. One's a cheetah. What? <laughs> one's an alien. One's an alienist. Which uh, I'm going to start off the movie report card. So uh, I claimed earlier that this movie can be uh, what? <laughs> it's a book report. Yep. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Sorry. I won't take. I'm what? Go. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you out there that are listening and want to hear analysis of this movie, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> the spider twins across from me are giggling their asses off. I claimed earlier that this movie can be argued as a better film than the original Alien, much in the same way that Empire can be argued as a better film than Star Wars or Godfather 2 over The Godfather. It does something that very few sequels do these days. It doesn't try to tell the same story. When discussing Independence Day resurgence over the previous summer, I laid out my sequel rules. Bring back the main players. That's number one. Ripley is back. Sigourney knocks her acting out of the park. Two, change the circumstances so they are forced to do something different. Instead of being stuck in a confined space with the parasite, they intend to go straight to the source of the parasites to get rid of them altogether. Which is more terrifying. According to me. Three, continue the narrative while introducing a new problem as well as exhibiting an internal issue within the group. The story picks up exactly where we left off, minus the 57 years of cryosleep, 
Add in corporation that realistically has no reason to believe a story about an alien. And Burke, who does know and keeps it under wraps to make a boatload of cash. A group of Marines who don't trust their leader in Gorman. An android in Bishop that is the antithesis of Ash, yet still has trouble gaining Ripley's trust. A child who you believe has been surviving on her own for the most part. A nest of aliens which move better and exhibit different roles, guards, soldiers, etc. And a queen alien. Rule number four, make you care more about the characters than you did the first time. In the first movie, we knew Ripley as a space trucker who survived a catastrophic attack to her ship. Now we learn about the person behind that character, and we like her even more. It is one of James Cameron's best-directed films. He could have done an alien that was straight-up sci-fi horror, but then the series would have looked like another Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, or Halloween series, doing the same shit over and over again. Doing something different with horror elements, but letting the story set the tone rather than the tone set the story was smooth. Because of that, some consider this a horror movie, and some consider it an action movie. Bravery and cowardice are perfectly exemplified between Newt and Hudson. A child is holding it together over a colonial marine. That's on purpose. She's been around them. For him, they are completely new. Sigourney Weaver, by the end, is a character that not only exemplifies the female action hero, but an action hero in general, despite gender. And add in a militaristic soundtrack as well as that matches, that, as well, that matches the film, and you've got an A. A perfect score, just like Alien and well-earned. JC? I agree with everything you said. Oh, thanks. But. I don't, so fuck you. Which is why, because I think it's better than Alien, it has to get an A, and it makes me wonder, do I drop my Alien grade to an A-? minus? You don't have to, they don't have to be ranked. I know. It's an A. Even, even because, even though I find more things to be nitpicky about, I just like this film better. I just like it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different, an A. Different audiences. Okay, Sam, how about you? I give it a B. Well, no, actually, is B average? C is average. Okay, so it's above average. I give it a B. A B plus. A B plus. B plus. It's almost to an A, but it's just because, now, hold as, on. You, as you put it, if you watch the first one and you love it, you're not going to like the second one as much, but you cannot discredit it as an incredible movie. Now, since barely ended that baited into the microphone, and since he's not actually part of our group, so it still goes in the pantheon, right? No, Ooh. no, 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 because Boyd, <laughs> Boyd, Boyd came in. So, uh, but here's the thing: <laughs> it's you're right. I'm gonna go united on your ass. Oh, see, I always knew I needed a new jo- nose job. Nose you're right. Job. <laughs> here, here, thing, B, uh, B. <laughs> Sam, you're B-B. right. If you look at this from a horror standpoint, if you hold it up to a sci-fi horror bar, it's not going to reach your bar. But is that what James Cameron wanted? No. So, is it sci-fi action or sci-fi horror? Sci-fi action. Action. This one. Okay. But like I said, you can't discredit it. But here's the thing. As a sci-fi action movie, is it a B or an A? Because you just said as a sci-fi horror movie, it's a B. What is it as a sci-fi action film? With dialogue, I'm still going to give it a B plus, A minus. Ah, The dialogue. Okay, so it moved up maybe about a point. It moved up a little bit. moved up a little bit. Okay. Uh, so there you go. So we got an A, an A, a B plus. And the reason I can't do that is because with how serious the story is and how treacherous uh, Burke's betrayal was, the dialogue does not the, the dialogue throughout, mm-hmm. even with one liners that might, you know, pick it up a little bit, right. it cannot live up to how dark it is and it's how serious you have to take that film at times. And okay. sometimes 
finds itself 50-50 instead of 75-25. You have been heard. Yeah. By almost all of us. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. An A and A, a B plus. Still obviously a very, very good film. You should go check this out. Let's talk about whether if this was released on Blu-ray, would you buy it, bin it, stream it, borrow it, or forget about it? JC, what would you do? Buy it. Sam? I bought it. And I think I've bought this movie at least five different times in five different mediums. Because <laughs> he, he keeps losing him when the spiders crawl into his bed and yeah. take him. Just it. crawling in the arm, reaching out and sliding it back. See, he'll feel the air move on his, on his <laughs> sheets later. Feel that little tickle at his toe. That little tickle. Well, that's all I got time for today, Movie Planeteers. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to pass the word on to your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and help the show get on its feet with a four or five star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at movieplanetpod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. Special thanks to Twisterium and Sound J Music for providing our intro music and our ending music. Thanks for listening and happy movie watching. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.